Signal City, a beacon for the young and superpowered. A community where citizens of a new generation find themselves in all the masks they wear. Will they learn to thrive or to threaten? What kind of world will they fight for? Find out as we follow the heroics and teenage struggle of Lilith, the curator, and I'm never <laughs> alone. Shrike, the torchbearer, and I'll never hide who I am. Gray, the newborn, and I'm here to find my spark. Anais, not Grimoire. Not anymore. We welcome you to re-roll play. We begin our second issue with a series of panels and the common thread through all the panels is Uncle Jokey just rambling on about ley lines. Uh, so you, you just see the text along the top of each of the panels and it, it continues from one to the next as we go. What are What is the crew doing? Anise is sort of like leaning, leaning across. I, I think Betsy uh, leaning forward, just like taking notes on this strenuously. Mm-hmm. And I think every panel is looking a little more worn out as you get like the first one is is day, the second one like it's it's a little bit dusky, the third one it's clearly like dark, and she's got the light like on pointing at her, and she just looks completely like bags under her eyes, still writing. Marvelous. What is everyone else doing? In the in the in the nighttime panel, uh we've got like Claire's got one of those eye masks on and she's got like an arm out across the aisle and she like linked pinkies with Betsy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aww. And then like as a couple of panels go by, we see her t- just pulling the eye mask down, she just looks exhausted. He's really not gonna stop, is he? Mm-mm. Betsy's gonna Okay. <laughs> nope. Betsy's going to take her pinky back for a second, and when she brings her pinky back toward Clara, she has a pair of earplugs that she's going to hand over. <laughs> Thanks. I come prepared. Is everyone around them in, like, all the strangers are just giving jokey weird looks? <laughs> yes, we, we have, um, like, a little toddler that's standing on the seat in front of Jokey, leaning over and glaring at Jokey, because the toddler wants to sleep. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> You got like a little three-year-old pout on. A three-year-old pout, yeah. And like, I want you to know, Clara, that Betsy did not have any bags on her, but boy, did she have earplugs out of nowhere, <laughs> and has handed them out to the rest of the team. I don't want to know where these were. Mm-hmm. I think before Layla puts her earplugs in, she's actually gonna like look over. Hey, Gray, how you doing? Gray's face has been glued to the window the whole time and has not left. They just hold out a thumbs up without, like... <laughs> so they fly like I do. What is yes. Gray currently looking at? And we are definitely over the pond at this point. Well, I feel like it's... Actually, we could be over the continental U.S. What do we think? Still over the continental U.S.? That depends. Is it nighttime at this point? Yeah, I think it's nighttime. Yes. We're over the pond. Okay, we're over the pond. All right, sorry, go on. It doesn't matter. Gray can't really see anything, and it's still delighted. Marvelous. <laughs> Good. It's just kind of you got like the the cloudscape under the plane. Mm-hmm. You enjoying yourself? Yeah. Good. I was a little worried about you back there. Why? I don't know because you know everything's new to you, and you did get pretty beat up by Henrik, and I just want to make sure that you're feeling okay and having a good time. Yeah, but he's a twerp. I'm so glad you learned that word. I learned a new word. It's a really fun word From to say. ice. <laughs> yes, as I was saying, ley lines. Okay, so here we go. Continue. Um, yeah, he is a twerp. But you're a lot better than he is. And one day, 
we're all going to kick his butt. I look forward to it. Good. Can I roll that as a comfort and support on Gray? Yes, you may. Can I make a pitch for one of the things that they're seeing out the window? Like, the, the clouds part, and you get the thing where they can actually see the lights of a fishing fleet oh, down below. Oh, that's oh so cool. yeah. That's one of my favorite things, flying, yeah. over, flying over the ocean. Of course it is. It's, I'm up, and there's boats. <laughs> what more do you want from me? <laughs> you're, you're on, you are on brand, okay, Ani? Yeah, I know. So what did we get on that roll, that comfort and support? That's a nine on the dice. Mm-hmm. Um... My mundane is zero, but and I but I have influence, so that makes it a ten. Okay, which means I think I get to clear a condition as well. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Wonderful. on a hit, they hear you. You can mark potential clear condition or shift labels if you open up. Yeah, I think Gray actually peels their face away from the glass, which definitely has like a face <laughs> smudge on it. <laughs> definitely a face smudge, and it's probably going to spark briefly. Yes. <laughs> um, their eyes are kind of sleepy, but. Aww. They smile. They can't sleep without their toaster. Oh. <laughs> they smile. Thank you for checking in on me. I was kind of scared, but I know I got the team to back me up. Yeah. Yeah, we all have each other. And that's what makes things good. And I think Layla is going to clear Hopeless. Nice. I'm also going to clear Hopeless. Nobody is hopeless. We have hope. <laughs> Wasn't that a nine? No, that was, that was a, ten a ten with influence. influence. Oh, mm-hmm. influence. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, your friends are friends. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't see a problem with this. <laughs> All right, so who else is doing what? I, I think off of that, uh, Anais is going to, uh, is going to, like, take a moment. She she puts her notepad down as, uh, I think Jokey takes a, a brief break from talking about ley lines to... Breathe and and probably annoy uh, uh, like annoy someone about like getting a water or yes I think Jokey Uncle Jokey has gotten up and is arguing with the flight attendant in the back of the plane over something uh, we we just hear we, we just see like little wiggly lines indicating his speech good 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 natured but annoying yeah yeah the, the flight attendant is. Oh, is doing her best to keep a smile on. And, like, the smile goes up to her nose and no farther. And you see just, the eyebrow just twitching. The eyebrow twitching. Uh, and she like, keeps telling me can't do magic in the bathroom. <laughs> I think probably she doesn't realize that it's magic and is trying to tell him he can't smoke in the bathroom. <laughs> Marvelous. So what is Anais doing with this brief reprieve? Yeah, so Anais is going to actually, like... Puts the notebook down and kind of like turns her hand over, and you can see like she she's been practicing on the heavy mm-hmm. bag with Betsy a lot. Um, her uh, you probably see some like bruises on her knuckles. Yeah. Uh, and, and she's gonna kind of look over. Bets, can we talk? Yeah. Hey, how's your hand doing? Let me let me see that. And she she grabs your hand and starts massaging the knuckle. Think. Ow, little little sore. Sorry. Sore. It's okay. <laughs> Um, how you doing? Well, I mean, better. Okay. But I was thinking about all the training we were doing, and it is important, and I know I need to know how to throw a punch, and I really need to work on my cardio, but I just keep thinking back to when we faced off against Henrik, and when I just couldn't hit him, and... Bets, I really don't know if I can 
hurt anyone if it comes to it. I mean, it's one thing when it's magic, it feels kind of, I don't know, fake. But I don't think I can hit anybody. Ugh, why do you think I do what I do? I mean, I try not to punch people. I just try to to keep the team safe. And believe you me, my my father is Benny Lincoln and has done a lot of harm in the world. And I know better than anyone when you have a part of you that just hurts everyone else by existing. Um, I get it. And you don't have to... You don't have to hurt people to be a hero, but sometimes it's the best thing you can do to keep people safe. How do you know when that is? I don't know. I'm constantly second-guessing myself. Before across the aisle, you hear a little <laughs> from Clara <laughs> at the question. I, I just do my best, and you seem to have better judgment than I do. You got this. You sure? Yeah. Well, if you believe in me, then I will believe in the you that believes in me. Be even the Betsy who believes in Anais. Think that came from one of your animes. Animes? It it did, but you don't have to call me out like that. <laughs> and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna mark a second lesson. Okay. Uh, and the lesson I'm, I'm gonna mark down a lesson about uh, Anais as a superhero, and the lesson is gonna be she really doesn't want to hurt anyone. Okay. And off of that, the move I will take is what heroes do. Nice. I so love we'll it. see that when it comes up. I love it. Perfect. All right. Anything else on the plane ride? At this point, the sun's starting to rise in the distance, and it's. Uh, Gray, uh, you are getting sun right in your face, right in your eyes. Do you, do you blink or look away? <laughs> do you think Gray would blink or look away? No, that's why I'm asking, so you can say it out loud. <laughs> no, they just have tears streaming down their faces and faces. Um, one face. Uh, Gray? Mm-hmm? That's, uh, you shouldn't do that. That's, that's not oh. good for you oh, or, buddy, or your that's, eyes. That's so bad for you. But it's pretty. How could it be bad? Gray, you're you're tearing up right now. Have you met Nina? <laughs> Somewhere oh, in the oh. distance, Nina's just <laughs> looking up going, Ouch! Yeah, we, we get a panel of Nina just sitting bolt upright at a desk, just... <sighs> <laughs> yeah, Gray doesn't look away. <laughs> Here, at, at least put these on, and Anais is going to pull a... A pair of, like, mirrored aviators out of her messenger bag and hold them out to Grey. Grey puts them on upside down. Good. Of course they do. <laughs> Grey is perfect. I love this. We can't put them on inside out, so it has to be upside down. <laughs> Anything else before the plane lands? Can Clara fix them? Yeah. Do does Grey allow this? Yes? Okay. <laughs> no, the other, 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 other way, just let me just... There you go. They look great on you. They look... Don't. Gray. Oh, no. oh my god. I Betsy think... holds up a, a hand for a high five. Yeah. Got him. Clarence turns to Layla. Oh my god, there's two of them. I did walk right into that one. <laughs> <laughs> Betsy's yep. gonna just turn to the side to you, Claire, and say, I'm training her. I get to make a miniature version of me. That's a terrifying... Never have children. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should be insulted right now, but I'm just really happy. <laughs> so we get a couple panels of the plane touching down at Heathrow Airport. 
and uh, g- give me a couple panels of uh, each of you as you exit the plane and go get your baggage. G- give me some panels. Anis has uh, pr- probably not even in a bag, just the book like bound with some some leather straps that she's she's toting along. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think is is very is very tired looking and sort of pouring back over her notes from the plane. Uh, you've got a few panels of her just sort of like mumbling things back to herself as she tries to memorize. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. I think Gray still has way too much energy and is way too chipper for having been on a plane for like nine hours straight. <laughs> and it skips up to, I'm going to say Clara. And kind of whisper sings, hey, why do the people here sound different? <laughs> Claire just kind of stops and like, like she was towing her, her, her wheelie so good. She like stops and turns around, just kind of looks at them and realizes that she, honest to God, has absolutely no idea how to answer that. Because <laughs> they're British? Is that a disease? <laughs> <laughs> audience members we respect you and your accents as people dear i very soon to be former british audience members we're so sorry <laughs> how loud did gray say that loud enough to get a weird look from a passing couple look honestly if you ask a group of people from the uk if being british is a disease most of them will say yes a, yeah there's about an 80 percent chance someone's gonna say yes the worst one depends depends how many irish irish or scottish people are, are in earshot um i t- no no i wouldn't say that so what is it it's is it from the syrup yes yeah gray it's from the syrup. You, you got it. You can't just say yes every time. You don't want to explain something. I don't know how you try. You Betsy, made them. Betsy is to the side just You grinning. explain British people to them. <laughs> well, they speak this way because they were born here. And that's the way their parents and their parents' parents spoke. And once upon a time, we all spoke like that. But... Oh no, I'm getting into history. So Layla, give us a couple panels of the group going to the baggage claim. So Layla is going to go and um, claim her baggage. <laughs> Isn't that what season two is about? <laughs> yes, but it's yep. no longer metaphorical. Go on. Yeah, she's going to go and claim her baggage and then just beeline it towards the nearest, like, inter- like internet? No, airport cafe. They probably have internet there, but it's an airport cafe. Mm-hmm. And... Um, is just kind of chanting under her breath, real tea, real tea, real tea. <laughs> Good. Yeah, Betsy's going to come over and just say, what, we have real tea at home. Yeah, but they don't make it in the microwave, Bets. Oh. Or with Monster. Uh, well, why not? <laughs> and at this, we're going to get some more weird, disturbed look from, looks from a pass, passerby. <laughs> yeah, she's going to, she's going to, like, go up to the, um, the, uh, the barista at the cafe and just be like, um, a cup of Earl Grey, please. I, I haven't had real Earl Grey in a while. Of course, dear. Do we hear the sound of the microwave being popped open? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. It may or may not be the tea. Anyways, um, 
So uh, Uncle Jokey is going to approach and say, all right, so um, how do we get to Stonehenge? Anais, any ideas? Yes. I've been studying the map. Good. Okay, so we take the sub... No, I guess it's the tube here. To get to Waterloo Station, from there we catch a train out to Salisbury, and then we can uh, link up with a tour group to get to Stonehenge. Nice, Betsy's gonna say. She she has a guidebook in front of her and Is had it been... Layla's guidebook that she stole? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just been paging through. It's like, nice, I hadn't figured that one out yet. Good good job. I'm trying to be able to take in a lot of information and keep it all up here. Cause oh boy, let me tell you, that's the challenge. Well, I I was going to trick you into trying to find somebody in the crowd that wasn't there, but it looks like you already did my training for me. <laughs> is a is a tour group going to let us do, like, weird arcane witchcraft and stuff to Stonehenge? Were we planning on asking? I don't know. I think... I've been dreaming with Betsy. <laughs> that, that's, yep, Betsy yep, leans yep, in yeah, and gives a big yep. thumb up. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we're going to break into Stonehenge. Got it. No, we're going to get let into Stonehenge totally in a normal way, and then we'll see what we can learn while we're there. And then we'll break off from the tour group and do some arcane magic stuff. To Stonehenge. At Stonehenge. With Stonehenge. These are very, very important prepositions. (laughs) (laughs) Betsy's gonna lean in over Stonehenge. (laughs) Me? I don't know what's gonna happen. Through Stonehenge. Under Stonehenge? That one, that one might actually be possible. There's probably some weird stuff under Stonehenge. There's almost assuredly weird stuff under Stonehenge. I mean, one time my parents, and she's going to just <laughs> launch into an, a story about like her parents doing some weird curatorial stuff at Stonehenge. To Stonehenge. Do we, do we get the, the montage of like them heading down to the, the tubes mm-hmm. with, like, it, it's just... Layla with squiggles instead of words and her word bubbles and everyone looking like just varied emotions at different parts of this story. Yes, yes entirely. What do, what do we cut back into? What are the final words of this story? And ever since then, my mom had one green eye and one blue and my dad had a gray streak in his beard. So wait, what was the dragon doing? We're not actually sure. You know, Be- Betsy is dragging the group of you along towards the subway. Dragging us along. <gasps> yes. I can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we, we, we get a couple panels of um, stepping into a very congested subway car and it, it, it moving and the whole group veering to one side mm-hmm. and uh, straightening We're all up. just like squished into one panel. Mm-hmm. Yes, all just squished into one panel, exactly. And you arrive at the train station and uh, give me a couple panels at the train station. I think Anis is going to find like a kiosk that's just selling like various reading material mm-hmm. and is just going to look, cock her head, and then just start picking out like a dozen books. Mm-hmm. Nice. I think Layla's actually going to come over with her and just, like, as as she's going through just being like, yeah, I read that one. It was it was pretty good. Ooh, this one you'll love. This one, uh, the author has some views on feminism and gender roles, but the rest of it's pretty all right. That's the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. <laughs> yeah. What okay. Are, <laughs> what are the titles of the books that she's picking out? <laughs> uh, they're, they're all, like classics um uh-huh. 
Like she's probably got uh like at least at least she's probably got the Hobbit in there. Um That's the one that Layla said was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's probably got just a bunch of classics. Uh, Pride and Prejudice is definitely in there. Jane Eyre, Frankenstein, Canterbury Tales, uh, Paradise Lost. Ooh, Paradise Lost. Shakespeare and Sherlock Holmes anthologies. Nice. Obviously. Yeah, Betsy's going to throw great expectations on the stack and say, it's a good one, you should try it. All right. <laughs> she's what have you done to my girl? <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Honey, why? I'm going to read them. Uh-huh. All of them. Uh-huh. At because, once. Because now you can. Mm-hmm. Because now I can, and because I'm going to need to be able to handle a whole lot of information really fast. And I'm going to have to be able to keep it straight in my head. So if I can read all of these and keep track of them, that's going to... It's it's like an exercise. You're training your brain. It makes sense. Yeah. That's basically what I had to do when I was learning curatorial stuff growing up. And it's better than sorting beads. She says, <laughs> looking looking askance at Uncle Jokey. Well, I'll see you in like 80 years when you finish all of these. I'm going to give myself two weeks. Well, um, you challenged her. You did this, Clara. Yeah, yeah. She's, got the, she's got the, like, total determination. I've already got guilty, my cat. <laughs> Marvelous. So we're we're on the train. G- give us a couple panels on the train. Here. Gray is doing the thing where they refuse to hold on to anything and see if they can stand still every time the train starts and stops, like, mm-hmm. without taking any steps, mm-hmm. testing their balance. They're horrible at it. I was going to say, the trouble is it's gray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just dreadful. Is this the subway or the train to Salisbury? It's the train to Salisbury. So okay, it's... cool. Yeah. So it's much less appropriate that they're doing that. <laughs> they probably started it on the tube because they saw someone else do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Anais has definitely cracked open a few of her books and is is true to form at just sort of paging through all of them. Clara's trying to get Gray to stop doing that. <laughs> She's like s- sitting in her seat. Gray, that's not, you're not supposed to. You're going to fall. And and they fell over. Okay. Yeah, Betsy's just sitting there snickering. And uh, Uncle Jokey is somewhere uh, arguing with somebody over the the merits of... Um, what, what would he argue over? Anything. <laughs> Anything. He's Literally any given thing. Okay, I think he's arguing over various remakes of The Phantom of the Opera. Like... <sighs> Not, not the one from the early oddies with Gerard Butler. I mean, some of the, the, the old black and white versions. This is, a, this is not such a deep cut as a specific cut. <laughs> What's Layla doing? Layla is um, reading her guidebook. And, like, she she actually kind of, like, ends up a little bit inspired by Anais. Of, like, she, she'll, like, page through a few things in her guidebook and then uh, switch over to, like, one of her, like like, actual texts about, like, the magic of ley lines and things like that. And she she kind of, like, realizes she's doing this, looks over at Anais, and just kind of, with a good-natured smile, what have you done to me? <laughs> Anais, who is not, not taking her eyes off of the pages of her books for a moment, I have helped and been a good influence. Page turn. <laughs> so we arrive in Salisbury, and... Just as the train comes to a halt, we get a couple panels of something happening outside. There's a little plant that 
we we watch over the course of a couple panels panels blooms kind of unexpectedly and uh, we see a toad jump out of the flower um just very odd foreshadowing for our audience's sake that's very normal that is in fact very odd foreshadowing (laughs) very odd foreshadowing so uh the group of you step down off the train um what are you all doing Anais, for one thing, is lugging a massive duffel bag full of books. <laughs> Do I see the toad? Important question. How will you roll to assess the situation? Can I roll to scope out a, a, a location? You can do that either. Because I would rather not roll this at minus four. I, but I want you to roll this at minus four. <laughs> I'm scoping so out a person you, uh, or toad. You would have to get an 11 or a 12 in order to pass a that. A toad isn't a person or place. I'm scoping out a toad or place. <laughs> <laughs> okay, feel free to scope out a toad or place. Go ahead. We are totally. Well, the that's line. a 15. 15. So I would have passed either way, actually. Nice. So do I notice the toad? Uh, yeah, you're going to. I think Because that's boxcars. I think you're looking out the window as this happens, and the, the group steps off the train, and Betsy has to call back to you to, to snap your attention back to it. But you see this happens, and it's odd. Guys, I found a toad. Leave it. Uh-huh. Leave it, Clara. You can't take a toad out of its natural habitat. Is its natural habitat a train platform? I can take it into its natural... I'm taking the toad. Okay. I'm going to take the toad. Make sure to wash your hands afterwards. I'm wearing gloves. Make sure to wash your gloves then. They have a bad tendency to pee on you. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) As she starts to hold the the toad more, she's wearing her Shrike gloves. Betsy leans over. She has a water bottle and she starts pouring it next to the toad. Like, come on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> Why do you hate me? I love you. <sighs> yeah, she she comes over, gives you a big squeeze hug, and uh, scampers off toward the tour bus. She clearly looks at the toad. She's incorrigible. I love her. Gray is tra- chasing after trains as they leave. <laughs> I think Layla kind of like gets off the train, takes a deep breath. Mm, smell that air. Smells like. Exhaust fumes? Fog and exhaust fumes. And mud. Don't forget the mud. Look, the point is, I'm home. Well, not yet. Once we're in Wales, I'll be home. But, you know, I'm back in the in the British Isles. Back in your natural habitat. You lived with whales? <laughs> Betsy comes over and nods um, seriously and says, yes. No Layla sh- was raised by whales. It's a miracle <laughs> that, that Layla so cool. turned out so normal, having been raised it's, by whales. Whales is a place. No, she lived in whales. whales. No, 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 no. By whales. By killer whales, in fact. Here, let me show you. And Betsy has pulled out her cell phone and is flipping through pages of uh, articles on killer whales. You see, they're smack, terrible. Smack, 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 smack. Seriously, Betsy, you can't just mislead Gray like that. It's not fair. It's not nice. How can we mislead Gray then? Why do you think she's such a goth? Look at the, this coloration on the killer whales. It I does get make sense. It now. Actually, are you sure you weren't raised by killer whales? Your makeup. <laughs> Layla, are you a killer whale? <laughs> so Uncle Jokey is currently at a food stall arguing with somebody about um uh, wh- why they can't take the euro anymore and oh. or, or at all, and this is ridiculous. To be fair, they never did take the euro, but no, but, but, but really, come on. I mean, the, the euro is definitely worth more than the pound these days, so you should be glad to take my dollar. Uncle Jokey. Euro. 
<laughs> Why do you have to be such an old guy sometimes? No, it's fine. It's fine. No, this lovely lady here was just about to to, to take my euro. I'm sorry about him, says Anis, <laughs> as she just puts down a handful of whatever... Pounds? Yeah, well, yes, pounds, but, like, whatever is the correct change yes. for what he was getting. Okay. That thinks about it, puts down a little more... <laughs> Really, we were having a lovely conversation. She was telling me about the history of Stonehenge, and <laughs> as Anis like was push like pushing him away, and then stops. Okay, fair enough. That's relevant. <laughs> um, Pulls out her investigative journalist notebook. Flip, flip, flip. Yes, actually, I was talking about. So, um, again, uh, I was talking about how. Scholars once believed that it was the Celtic Druids that built Stonehenge, but due to carbon dating that has updated their current theories, scholars now believe that Stonehenge was built first uh, built by Neolithic um, migrant peoples about 3,000 years ago, but over the, cor- the course of two different um, periods, one 2,000 and one 1,500 years ago. Um, the Stonehenge was further developed to what we see today. Do I really have to do all of this? Why does the pretzel shop lady know so much about Stonehenge? Because people always ask, dear. Why are they asking you about Stonehenge? I don't know. There's a tour bus over there. Because they're idiot tourists like us. Oh, there's more than one Uncle Jerky. I didn't say it, but thank you. Um, anyways, you do enjoy your tour. Thank you. So they, uh, the group crams into the tour bus. Uh, who gets what seat? Anais has taken window seat this time. Nice. I think uh, I think Layla will uh, take the seat next to Anais because she didn't get to sit next to her on the plane. Oh. Mm-hmm. Marvelous. Who's where? Who else is where? Gray will stand. Oh, no. <laughs> Betsy's, Betsy's going to take a window seat. Yeah, Claire Wilson next to her. Nice. Um, Anais, for no reason, roll your superior. For no reason. That is a nine. Okay. I'm going to say that just as the driver stands up and checks to see that all the seats are filled uh, and is pulling the lever to close the door, you notice that Uncle Jokey is not on board. Wait. Where do you, uh, we lost him again. What do you do? I'm sure he'll find us. I mean, he always finds us. Anise is going to press her face to the window and look around to see if they left him on the platform or something. (laughs) You don't see him. (sighs) Do you need me to go look for him? I I can catch up. I can fly. In the immortal words of Gandalf, a wizard is never late, nor is he early. He arrives precisely when he means to. No, he arrived like too late, two years later than he meant to last time. Yeah, I know. That's because Uncle Jokey's a sorcerer. That's a helpful way to remember. Yeah. (laughs) So the bus driver is going to close the bus door and drive off towards Stonehenge. We pass over... Uh, hills through fields. There is lovely uh, greenery to each side. And finally, you approach the visitor center for Stonehenge. It is getting into the late afternoon. What do you do? Anais is taking pictures. Nice, nice. I think Layla's also taking pictures. She's she's taking pictures and also she, she has her own little notebook that she's been like, her, her curator notebook, the mm-hmm. one that she keeps all her notes on artifacts and things in. 
and is has like sketched their route here. Yeah, I mean, I'm not you, Clara, but I think I can frame it up pretty nice. In any way, this is less about aesthetic and more about investigation. Clara kind of like nudges Anais's elbow up a little. You, you, you can at least, you, you can at least get a level. I mean, come, come on, come on. That's level. Oh, that's less level than I thought it was. Uh huh. You're doing great. Gray has decided to squat and, in the gravel path, make his own their own Stonehenge. That's adorable. Yup, that I checks out. Perfect. How accurate is it? Roll your roll your plus freak. Roll roll to unleash your powers. To make a Stonehenge. Roll to unleash the henge. Eight. Uh, okay. Later. It looks pretty good. Uh, a couple of them topple over, so there are more blocks on their side than the actual Stonehenge, but it looks pretty accurate. Crushing it. Wow, that's. Really good. <laughs> Clara has tucked the toad under one arm and like extended the other arm, you know, to to, to, to Betsy like with the, with the elbow out. Yeah, she she takes your arm gleefully and um, skips along. Okay, what are we doing? What are we stealing? <laughs> We're not Stonehenge stealing anything. We're not We're stealing, stealing Stonehenge. Stonehenge. We are not stealing, stealing Stonehenge. Could you guys keep your voices down? We Is that are not why we're here? Studying. The arcane energies flowing through Stonehenge, I hope. So we're stealing the arcane energies. <laughs> Whack! <laughs> Ow! Bonk. <laughs> well, they're open for another hour, um, and they tend to close before sundown. So what do we want to do? Touch them. Yes. Touch what? The big rocks. I, I don't think we're supposed to do that. Oh, but we're definitely doing that. Uh And if nothing happens while the sun is up, we are staying till after sundown. Did I say that out loud? Yeah. No, you did, but I am in complete agreement with you. So is Betsy, and Clara holds up the frog. Or the toad, excuse me. (laughs) Wait, did you name the toad after me? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, okay, I can see the resemblance. (laughs) Isn't that going to get confusing when we try to refer to the real Betsy? I don't see how it would. (laughs) <laughs> yeah okay this is fine <laughs> we could always just call her toad yeah wait call me toad Mm-hmm. so you're gonna call the frog betsy it's a toad the toad betsy and uh-huh. me toad yeah yep sounds good come on toad <laughs> <laughs> what did i do to deserve this <laughs> you taught me yeah i did <laughs> as as Anais is gonna is gonna start tromping off towards uh, in the direction of the visitor center and Stonehenge. Marvelous. So um, the afternoon winds on, and just as the sun's starting to set, there there's a couple employees there uh, at Stonehenge. They're they're starting to escort people back toward the buses. It's, it's the end of the day. They are closing up. How do you avoid them? Could I use from the manifest? Yes. So read for the manifest to remind your GM and your players, but especially your GM. At any time, name an item from your collection and how you use it up or destroy it irreparably to hit on a basic move as though you rolled a 7 through 9. If this item was particularly powerful or already established, you may take a 10 plus. Cool. So I think this is going to count as an unleash your powers if you're trying to avoid detection. Um, so, uh, or help the group avoid detection. So give me an artifact and tell me how it uh, gets a 10 plus and unleash your powers. Um, well, seven through nine. Oh, seven through nine. I'm just gonna blatantly plagiarize a turf and, um, pull out a 
silvery uh, bit of fabric and you just go, okay, everyone under here. <laughs> Marvelous. So I, I think we're going to get a couple panels of like two inches. Um, that's about five centimeters for the British audience members that I do love so much. No, you don't um, need to do that. They're not still listening. They're not still listening. We've lost them all. They hate right. us by now. You're probably right. We get about two inches of uh, the bottom of people's feet and it's all you see um, that are just sliding to the side. Uh, and um, go ahead. F- f- from underneath this, Claire looks at Layla. What is this? Well, where do you think JK got the idea? This feels... Derivative, but also fulfilling. <laughs> I don't feel bad about it somehow. Betsy's going to smack you on the shoulder and say, stop lampshading it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so um, eventually the, the, the final cars pull away. The, um, the buses drive away. Um, the employees leave and you are alone at Stonehenge. As Stonehenge? The, Alonehenge. <laughs> As the sun is starting to set, what do you do? Were you just holding an invisible flashlight under your chin like a spooky story? No, maybe. Dear reader, she definitely was. <laughs> yes. Can I roll to assess the situation if I just go and touch one of the rocks? Yeah, that sounds great. Oh, no. Yeah, we are definitely going towards Stonehenge. No, roll to unleash your powers. Go ahead. Oh, oh I'm no. better at that. Nothing saving that. What is it? Marvelous. Snake eyes? Oh, Oh. dear. As Grey reaches out for one of the tall stones of Stonehenge, uh, there's a weird crackle in the air, and suddenly the ground starts rumbling around you. What do you do? Is that normal? Nope. Ooh. Well, it's my old kind of normal. Yay! The rocks are dancing. We found magic. And with that, I think we're going to go get some ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, great. Hooray! (laughs) Thank you for joining us for this episode of Reroll Play. This episode, you heard us play Masks, a new generation created by Brendan Conway and published by Magpie Games. I'm Marie, your show-running GM, and our sound editing is done by Andy. The music you're hearing is the epic orchestral superhero trailer by Neil Murray Music. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at Reroleplay Podcast or on Twitter at Signal City for regular updates as our adventures continue. If you'd like to help us make our show even better, please consider supporting us on Patreon. A link to our page can be found in the description. We'd like to thank all our patrons for their generous support, but we'd like to make special mention of our paragons of Signal City, Caitlin, Micah Weld, and our anonymous benefactor. With that, we're officially off to get our just desserts. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next episode.